Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to the Punk Rock and Beer Podcast. Really quickly, before we get into this episode, I wanted to mention my Patreon. Patrons get all the podcasts a week early. I do giveaways. I do some other stuff. But most importantly, if you want me to review your music or artwork or anything else, Patreon is the way to do that. Every month, I do a call for submissions. All you need to do if you want me to review something is just post it in the comments of that post. Then I will review it live on Twitch for the hundreds of people that tune into every stream and post it on Patreon for everyone to check out. All you need to do is just join at the $10 and up level. Stay tuned for that post and you are good to go. So if that sounds cool to you and you want me to review your music, artwork, or anything else, hit the link in the show notes for this episode. And thank you very much to everyone who supports over on Patreon. Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you for making time for this. I know you guys are getting ready for your headliner right now. You just got off the plane from Europe. Yes. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you for having me. Uh, Yes. Landed Tuesday evening. So yeah, we've been home for a full little over 28, 24 hours. So yeah. <laughs> Man, you're a trooper. I appreciate it. I, yeah, I like, yeah, yeah. I do not do well with jet lag and shit like that at all. Everyone I've talked to has asked me about like jet lag, but because I did not adjust my sleep schedule over <laughs> there, that I'm still on the same schedule. So uh, ironically enough, like maybe I'm immune to it. Maybe we just travel so much that I've developed a threshold or did the unhealthy thing by going to sleep at 7 a.m. in Europe. Or, or 6 a.m. in Europe, which was my normal sleep time back home. But, you know, who's who's here to judge? <laughs> Either way. Yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate it. Tell me about the uh, catwalk. I've been following that on your, your Instagram story. So that was the sickest thing I've ever done. And I don't care if, like, I played like shit. I don't care if, like, I looked stupid. The fact that, like, I pulled some big, some big dick, like, guitar player move <laughs> out there, like, I am ec- ecstatic to be able to do that. Like, and I didn't want to do it at first. But like, so Will was using it and he was like, dude, you got to come up here and do a solo. And I was like, that's not me. I'm not that kind of guy to go out there like in, in front of everyone. He's like, you got to do it. And like, I was watching like Parkway and like, they had like a lift at the front. So during one of their solos uh, in the set, like he literally would like raise all the way up. And I was like, that's the sickest thing. Like I would fucking shit my pants because I hate heights. So to yeah. be like going up while you're playing guitar solo, I would be like, there's no way in hell I'm doing that. But I was like, all right, maybe I should go up. Let's see how I feel about doing it. And then I went up and like, my legs were like shaking because there were just people all around me. And I'm like, this is awful. But then like, I kind of got adjusted to it and like was the sickest thing ever. And I'm just kind of mad that I don't have a catwalk on this coming tour. So <laughs> <laughs> so now you're addicted. And next it's going to be the Tommy Lee upside down drum set thing. Oh, if they gave me like an upside down, gu- like guitar player harness, it's game over. <laughs> <laughs> I would just hang up. I would just hang upside down like a vampire and just play our set. Uh, and yeah, I mean, come on. Why not? I got to say, before we get into it, that it's very cool and inspiring to see all the success you guys have had knowing 
you know, how many difficult times you've gone through and everything like that. So it's, it really makes me happy to see you guys so successful over the past couple of years. Well, thank you. I think at this point, we just got used to, or at least me personally got used to that, just like roadblocks are a thing of Lorna Shore. So it just, I kind of accepted it like years ago that like shitty things are going to keep happening. So you got to just get good at like being resilient in some sort of way. Cause it's just been like the MO for, for forever. So it just, uh, even as a local band, even just kind of going through, we just got so used to just kind of having to roll with the punches and just take one on the chin. So I don't know. It's kind of like, maybe, maybe I like Rocky too much, but you did that for like eight years. It yeah, wasn't yeah, like yeah. six months. Yeah. Like, no, for sure. It's been for like ever. And, uh, like I said, every Rocky movie is like him getting beat up for like 11 rounds and he comes <laughs> back and wins in the 12th round. So like, maybe I just, my childhood of watching like Rocky too much is just like unconsciously coming out uh, <laughs> in this. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, like, my life didn't really start coming together until I was 34, kind of when I was like 31, but not really until I was like 34. So for anybody listening, you know, just hang in there. It happens when it happens. Yeah, that was definitely like an early struggle for me when we were like trying to break out. Is that like I was always older and I was seeing all these like bands that were like 18 and 19 getting signed and going on tour. And I was like, well, I guess this is not happening for me. So let me figure something else out. And then like three months later, we put out a video and got our first ever like full national tour. So like, it was just crazy to think that like that fall, I was like, that's it. I got to figure out a new life plan. And then like released a video and then did our first like full US with like Carnifex in like 2014 and then got all this like interest. So it was just crazy how like life changed within a short period of time. Well, first of all, let's make sure we promote the new album. Pain Remains yes. comes out when October 14th. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Next Friday. So by the time anybody sees this, that will be out. Definitely go stream it, go buy the vinyl, do whatever you can, support the boys and Lorna. I was very impressed with Pain Remains, the two that I, the, you know, the two videos that have been released so far. I think that is like by far the best thing that you guys have done, specifically because one of my issues with a lot of modern deathcore, I mean, deathcore in general, but especially a lot of the newer stuff is that it, to me, it doesn't feel like it has a lot of emotional weight. Like it's just kind of sick riffs for the sake of sick riffs, which is fine. I mean, I like sick riffs and breakdowns and stuff as much as everybody. But th this song, I'll call it one song, even though I guess it's three songs, but like this song and these videos really hits different because it feels like there's actual emotional weight to it. Yeah, I mean, for sure, unanimously, like anyone involved in the project from like the whole band to josh to most people at the label like pain remains is everyone's like favorite thing when they like heard it like everyone was like i love the record and then once like that came on they were like it felt like a completely different thing and i totally agree with you i think for me i think what the extreme metal world is missing is a sense of authenticity mm -hmm. i feel like just authenticity in the sense of like not like you're doing what you want to do but essentially just like displaying yourself right. it feels a lot of like mask of putting stuff out there for the sake of what we think is supposed to be good like, I think, you know, lyrical content is, is written in a way that like is this is what it's meant to be about. And I just and like, you know, even looking at like album art, it's just like it's fictitious creatures in a right. fictitious place. I'm just like, I don't there's no like relatability to that. And um, I don't know. I think for for me, I, I just always try to express ourselves in music. And, and that just end up, end up, you know, those three songs end up being way more emotional. But I think it's just something that. I always try to add is as a level of emotion to our music because I mean, you ha it has to come out somewhere, otherwise it just bottles up within you. And and I feel like being a musician, having a, an outlet to be able to 
kind of put that out there is I'm grateful for it because, um, you know, not everyone has that ability to express themselves. So I feel like, you know, through the, through the blanket of Lorna Shore, we get to, you know, express ourselves. Yeah. I just feel like it definitely is missing. It's just missing a, the, this kind of emotional, like human element to it. It just feels kind of like wrestling, if you will. Like it just right. feels like you're putting on this like right. persona, this bit, you're like speaking about this stuff. You have this feud with this other wrestler that you're don't have a feud with. And it right. just feels very just like forged for the sake of it. And, 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 you know, some people react to it and they don't really care. They just want it to be like, I want to hear sick riffs and, and stuff that were, and that's totally cool. It's just like, for me, I, I don't know, maybe I'm trying to go down a different path, but yeah, uh, those three songs, I think I'm, I'm like definitely the most proud of like collectively with just everything about it. How are people reacting to that so far from what I've seen? It seems like everyone is saying the same kind of stuff that I am. It's really awesome. Like, so these songs came out uh, when we were in Europe. So I was watching some of the videos, uh, some reaction channel, like some reaction videos or even people just messaging me and like, it is like super overwhelming and it's really awesome to see like everyone's emotional reaction to it. Like, it's just cool to see people like on video or on stream, just like bawling their eyes out. And I'm like, that's good. Like I, that's, that's, that's good. It's not a bad thing. It's not anything wrong. It's not anything like negative. It's just cool to see that like our music has that effect. Um, you know, receiving like, for me, the thing that's like the, the, the most like humbling is just the amount of messages I receive like that. It like helps people. And like, cause it's just cool because like I've been in that position, like listening to bands and like feeling a sort of type of way. And, and it's just like cool to kind of be on the other end of it. Cause like, you know, there's been bands that have done that for me. There's been albums that like were the perfect song or the perfect album for that point in time that like what I was looking for. And it's cool to be on the other end of that. And, 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 and I'm very like grateful and like honored that people like trust me with some like real deep, like emotional stuff. And it's just cool that just to see that songs that we wrote in Michigan where I was like having like a mental breakdown is like giving people like a positive experience in such a like a uh, emotional state. So um, it's really awesome to see, to be to be honest. The mental breakdown is that what you were talking about on Instagram? Yeah, like I was at I was at a very 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 like one of my lowest points I think throughout like last year was just like it was just a lot of pressure and it was a lot of just like also other stuff just all kind of like being this perfect storm and just like yeah I was just really going through doing this record and 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 it was definitely for sure like in the middle of doing these three songs um like that was like the songs I was working on while I was like having this like crisis and this like meltdown and this sort of like I, I got to the point where I was like I'm flying home like I called management being like I don't care if we don't finish this record like I gotta go home or like I'm not gonna be alive so like I'm out and he was just like what and, he, and I was like I gotta go home like I, I I don't care if we if we have four songs written or recorded like I don't care if like whatever I just like the band can finish it do whatever you want like I'm out I was like I can't like I can't go through this and it was just like just uh, so much shit going on from like the pressure of the record being in the studio like personal stuff to just like all this stuff kind of going on last year and like kind of ironically enough came out in these three songs or I mean it came out the whole record but like that's what I was working on at that point in time and it, it was just such a like rough 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 moment for me and like I couldn't I could not shake it and, and I did my best to like contain it but it was just really fucking hard and uh I'm just glad to be on the other side of it but yeah it was a very very rough moment for me so you're doing better now yeah better <laughs> better <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 well I thought it was really cool that you shared that because that was like really shocking to me just because you know I mean I don't know you so I I wasn't really aware that it got that bad for you I think it's cool that you shared it because there's so many other people going through the same thing and other people have no idea that it was happening to them. I mean, like 10 years ago, I would just be sitting there watching TV with my wife and like every five minutes I would think about killing myself 
for no fucking reason. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, there was no reason in the post you were saying, like, I should be feeling great right now, but I don't. Same for me. There was no reason for me to feel that way, but I would just be like, maybe I should kill myself. No, and that's and that's what it was. And it was just, that was like the hardest part to shake is like the more I was telling myself I should be happy and like everyone around me was telling me like how proud they are and like how sick this is and like your band's blowing up and you just got an endorsement from like your dream guitar company and like you're getting on a Bringing the Horizon tour, like Parkway Drive tour, like all these like things. I'm just like, why like why am I feeling this way? And I would express it to people and everyone just look at me as if I'm like just being ungrateful. And I'm like, I'm not ungrateful. I'm just unhappy. And like, I'm not saying that these things are like things to be upset about, but like, this does not bring happiness because I have like good opportunities. It's just like, I internally was not in a good place. I internally was just going through. And the more I was trying to like tell myself, oh, be grateful, be happy. Like you have all these things. Like, why can't you not receive all these like positive messages? It's like, I was just not in a place to receive it. Cause like I was going through stuff and like all these things would just be like band-aids. And it's just like, I had a, probably like a, a bullet hole through me and you wouldn't just keep putting like fucking band-aids on it. It would just keep or bleeding stuff through. money yeah. in it. No, you know? exactly. Like it wouldn't work. You'd be like, okay, I need to like heal this. And like, yeah. And I think that like, since that time I've been like going through that process of like dealing with a lot of that stuff. And, but it was just, and I think that was just the harder part about it is that like, I knew I should be feeling happy, but like I didn't. And that, that was just like making matters worse. And, and yeah. And, and I was like really scared for myself and I was really scared for, for my life. Cause like, I never had a lot of those like thoughts come in as often. Like I would always deal with it, you know, since like a teenager and like, it would always like kind of ebb and flow and be circumstantial and, and I understood where the circumstances were coming from. But it was like this point was like it wasn't circumstantial because it was just more so like on a regular basis, just like having a mental breakdown, just driving somewhere and being like, right, I, I don't I don't know what to do. You know, and it, it was that was like the more shocking thing, because, like, you know, you can understand when you're like a teenager and you got your first like heartbreak. It's like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. I listen to my chemical romance got broken up with like. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, yeah. you're, in, you're in that, you're in that moment. Feels like the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. Feels like the end of the world. Like the girl that like you had a crush on for a month, broke your heart, like listen to the black parade and you're like, this <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> and, and, uh, but it, so I understood that, but like in, in last year's sense and like through this year it was just like way different experience. Cause it wasn't like girl breaking up with you, black parade moment. It was like, I couldn't even explain it. Yeah. It's, it's like fighting your own brain. You wake up every morning and you're like, would you please stop? being like this yeah no it 100 percent was like that and like some days were better than others because like i was so preoccupied we we're so busy that like it turned my brain off because like it was like all right you have to like get ready for tour and do this when you're on tour or, or whatever it may be and uh, have rehearsal and whatnot so it was like all right cool like that would like take my like occupy my time but then i would just be like alone driving home and being like all right everything that i just like put on the back burner just now just come like to the forefront just like okay what's going on and then it just like it, it was definitely difficult and then that like fueled a lot of the record and i was like really like kind of going through that and and I, again i was grateful that i have like a band that i enjoy being around and like everyone in the band like i love like josh is like was the best like for me at that point in time because like one of my best friends i don't mean to get emotional right now but he's like one of my best friends because like he was uh he was um definitely trying his best to like see me struggle and was just like trying to like what can i do to help so it was cool to have people around me not knowing how bad i was going through it to like try and help as best they can so it was just like super grateful that i had people around me i had like a therapist i had like like i would call friends i would call like you know my family and stuff like that and i'm definitely grateful and and you know i, I uh but yeah it was just definitely a, a super rough moment and i don't know if like without those like supports of like everything kind of around me I, I don't i don't really have the answer where i would be and like I'm kind of glad I don't live in that reality, but yeah, yeah. It, it was, uh, I definitely am relieved to, to have that sort of stuff kind of happening when it was happening.
I'm really glad that you shared that, though, because I think there's a lot of things that people are going to learn from that. Number one is that if there's someone in their life that's going through this, that you know, it 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 doesn't make sense. Like it's not rational. Your brain just feels like shit for whatever the reason is, chemistry or whatever it is. Like it it doesn't make sense, and you can't necessarily like make someone snap out of it. It doesn't work that way. And if someone is themselves going through it, that you know, I like I've sometimes like felt guilty that I feel bad. You know what I mean? Like I shouldn't feel bad because my life is good. And I feel guilty because I know there's other people that have way worse lives than me. And I feel like I shouldn't feel bad, you know? I see that happen a lot. And like the whole like comparative suffering is just useless in my opinion. Like, right. It's like, oh, I, you can't have it bad because someone else has it worse. It's just like, what does that solve? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't think it helps. It's just like, and it feels very invalidating. It feels very diminishing and just feels yeah. like you're just basically just telling someone to shut up because like your problem's not worth it. And I just hear people, I don't think they're doing it consciously, but I hear that like sort of conversation going on or like, or even that, that inner self dialogue, like I shouldn't be upset. Like someone has it worse, like, or, or you've had it worse at other points in time in your life. And it's like, there's no reason to like invalidate my experience. Like, this is like what my feelings are feeling like totally like ride that roller coaster, you know? But, and, and I try to like, I catch my friends when they talk to me about it, they're like, oh, I, like I shouldn't be complaining about this. Like, it's not that bad. And it's like, well, it is that bad. It's obviously bothering you enough. Like you don't need to like turn it off. You know what I'm saying? Like. You don't need to be like, oh, well, like someone has it worse. Yeah, they might have it worse. And like, but there's also like, doesn't mean that you don't deserve the space to be able to like have your experience. So like, yeah, it's a, it's a weird conversation with this like comparative suffering where it's just like, I don't need to give time to this thing because someone else has it worse or, or, or I shouldn't be bothered by this because like someone else is in this situation. And, and we're just like looking at each other with like the sort of like measuring each other up being like, like it's a, worse a spreadsheet. Yeah, like, do you have a worse than I do, or do I have yeah. a worse than you? Because if, if I have a worse than you, like, then you can't talk to me on stuff. And I'm like, right. I'm, I'm, I have this cloak of of like in, invulnerability to be able to just like spread all my shit everywhere because like, all right. I'm the one that's like the wounded animal. So like, all right. you're not. So I don't want to hear you. And just like that doesn't help the conversation. Doesn't help people. Doesn't like resolve the outcome of just like people are dealing with stuff. And like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, it doesn't matter if it's just like you're mad that like you're caught in traffic on on the way to work. Like it doesn't matter. Like if you're angry about it, like you're angry about it. Like, you know, are you gonna complain about it for a year? Probably shouldn't. But like, doesn't mean I can't listen to you for five minutes vent about how you got stuck in traffic. You know, like it, it is what it is. Like I think everyone's entitled to the floor. I think everyone's entitled to the light. And and I think um I don't really feel it helps to silence those because of the fact that we're deciding for them if it's worthy or not to to listen to. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it. And it's like everyone, especially on social media, everyone has declared themselves the judge of who's allowed to feel a certain way. Yeah, like the fuck? Who are we to sit there and tell how anyone else can feel? We're not even in their shoes and we're not even inside themselves. And it's, it's something that doesn't even make sense to us and we're going through it, let alone someone else is going to tell me that I shouldn't experience this. Like, what? How does like right. logically it doesn't even make any sense? It's like even when you're in that moment, you can't even make sense of what's going on. Let alone you're to let someone else know that like they can't have something, whether it be big or little. Or you know, I would see it happen with like uh, I would see like friends get out of like a relationship, and then like out of other friends be like, oh, just get over it. It's just a girl. It's just like maybe to them it's in, it's a significant situation, or like maybe someone who like loses a job that like, they hated, but it was like a level of security. And it's like, oh, you hated that job. It's like yeah, but like I put food on the table with the shit job that I hated. Like I don't know what to do now. Like. I understand that you're trying to help, but like literally just let people have their moment, their experience and just be a support and listen to someone because like you don't know what they're going through and you don't know what they're going to do. And like, and 
I try to give someone that grace because like, even if I feel it's like irrational or insignificant, that's not my place to decide. One thing that I've always like thought about metaphorically is like, as an adult, I mean, I don't have kids, but if I had kids and, and you know, I remember what it's like, as I mentioned, having that, that teenage heartbreak, my parents would be looking at me when they're dealing with like not paying bills, dealing with like bankruptcy and being like, I can't afford this stuff being like, Oh, I don't care that you just got to like, uh, uh, you just got your heart broken at 16. Like it doesn't really matter compared to like what I'm going through. Like that would be awful as a parent to be to your kid because right. you're to your, to your kid at that point in time, like their world has shattered. And yeah, in the grand scheme of things, when you go through life, like that's not a big deal. But like at that point in time, that was a major deal. You know, that was a major deal. And that definitely was probably a big blow. And like, who are we to decide like the merit of that? Cause to them, it could be the biggest deal in the world. And yeah, maybe when you are in your forties, you're like, yeah, that's trivial. Like, but to them, it's a big deal. So like, allow them to have that. I try to keep that stuff in mind. Like if I'm, if I'm at the grocery store and someone's like being an asshole to me or something, I'm like, well, I don't know what they're going through. Maybe they just got a divorce. Maybe that's why this yeah. guy is so short with me right now. Yeah. It's always, a, I think it was a quote. I don't know who said the quote, but everyone's fighting a battle you know nothing about. Yeah, exactly. I try to look at that and like not take things personally. Like, yeah, I mean, like you're saying, you can be at the grocery store and just like, trying to just do your business and someone's just like really giving you shit and it's just like maybe they're just they're just an ass and it has nothing to do with me because they're probably doing it to everybody but like or maybe like you're saying they're going through a moment where like they just got fired and they're divorced all on the same day and they're just like i gotta go buy milk it's like yeah i'd be pissed too like you know like, <laughs> totally <laughs> so yeah i mean rightfully so but yeah I, I try to like keep that in mind i'm not perfect with it like but there's definitely moments where i'm like i try to understand that maybe someone's going through something that i like literally have no idea what they're going through right one Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or were nothing more than a one hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, 
You can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player and when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. Well, another thing I wanted to ask you about, which we talked about a little bit on Instagram, I've had the experience a few times over the past, I don't know, year or so. I'm sitting in bed at night scrolling through Reddit because that's what I do when I'm like kind of winding down. And I see a thread about me pop up with 300 comments about how awful I am. It bums me out. I don't like it. It upsets me. (laughs) How do you feel about that? So one of the best pieces of advice I ever got, it was actually our first tour we did with Carnifex. And this is during the time of like Lamb Goat. And it was like, if no one's talking shit about your band on Lamb Goat, then you're not doing anything right. And I was like, sure. I like talk. I took that into like consideration because like all the like every single like you look at like any tour that would be announced, no comments, you know, no one's going to it. But like if Attila, this is like Attila, like peak Attila, there would be like a hundred comments of everyone just roasting them. But I'm like, yo, they're like, headlining a main stage at warp tour they're probably doing they're probably doing all right so I, I try to keep that in mind so if there is a bunch of people saying negative things about you like you're doing definitely something right um it's unfortunate because you were like well i feel like i'm adding value but then like someone else is like then devaluing me because like they right. don't agree with me and like I, I think that in your position i feel like it's very weird because it's just like you're just from my understanding you're just giving your perspective and like your thoughts and and and, and what you're analysis on a situation is and it's like i don't see anything harmful about that like i don't i don't understand like the the the, the anger the animosity towards it because you're just giving a perspective on something or just like kind of even sometimes just even like in our for, for instance like our video was just like a lot of some of it was just a lot of like factual evidence of like who left right. and what album came out like what what there what's there to be angry about and i've watched a lot of videos and it's just like it's either your perspective or it's just like factual information that and you're yeah. just the the voice delivering it and i'm just like i don't understand the anger even if like you you said something that like people don't agree with. That's okay. I think I don't want to live in a society in a world that like everyone thinks the same way because that would just be really boring and dumb. So like people can disagree with each other and be like, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but like doesn't mean that like you got to be like, all right, everything about them is like the worst thing ever. So I just like, I, yeah, ang- anger towards you it doesn't make sense. It's it's got to be one or the other, or like for you guys, you know. Oh, for us it makes sense. I get it. Lorna Shore is the best band in the world. Everything they put out is solid gold. I worship the ground they walk on. Six months later, all the songs sound the same. <laughs> they suck. This is trash. I'm over this band. Like, I thought hard about that for a while. Like, we got home from Chaos and Carnage, and that was, like, the the first tour that we released a new song for the record. So Sun Eater was the first song that came out. So that's when I started seeing, like, the the shift go from, like, EP <laughs> stuff, where it was like, oh, my God, so proud of them. And people were still saying that, but then it just started yeah. going towards, like, I'm so tired of seeing them. And right. then it was just like, okay, how do we invalidate this band? Um, right and to like discredit them so for me i like thought long and hard about it and i, I don't really know if this is like true this is again maybe what some it's a little bit of what you do is given my perspective it just i think the the value and joy 
about underground music is that like you find this like diamond in the rough, right? Not saying that we're a diamond. I'm just saying it's cool. Like when you find the unknown band, right? Cubic zirconium in the rough, maybe. Yeah. yeah. We're like a shinier rock in, <laughs> right. in, in the rough, but nonetheless, like you, you find like that, that, that what you seem is like a gem and then, and, and you're very stoked about it. And I, I know what I was like, cause when I would find about a band that no one knew about, and then I would tell all my friends, I felt like I was like the the purveyor of knowledge and i'm just like the you know just sitting on top of this hill of my of i know all the music and i'm i'm like credible you know everyone's gonna come to me for music advice whatever and i think there's something to that it's like you find out about the band before everyone else does then like you want that band to do good but like not so good that they get too big because i guess right. you know there's a lot of times where you see bands get too big where they they don't sound like their band anymore and you're like oh you sold out you traded your sound for something else which i feel like some people may take it personally because it feels like you traded us for something better. Right. It's like getting dumped. And I don't know if that's happening at all the time, but I, I feel like maybe unconsciously, like that's kind of how I felt sometimes. And I'd see bands like sell out or, or whatever, go from like being like this like type of band to that band. I'd be like, oh, so like we're not cool enough for you. You want this like demographic of people. So I, I thought about that. I also thought about like that, like for me, how I got into extreme music was that like I was an outcast. Like I didn't fit in into like regular society. Like as much as I tried, I didn't. And and then I found my way into like underground music. Like I was saying, I, being from Jer New Jersey, like find, like listening to like Thursday and like Census Fail and like My Chemical Romance, like I was in the, the, the hotbed of all that stuff. And I was like, cool, like got into that, felt more accepted, got into like metal. And then when I started to like see like normal people that rejected me listening to bands that I was listening to, and I was just like, it, it made me irk. So I'm like, you rejected me. I found like you rejected me for this thing that I'm into. And then now you're saying it's cool you kind of like tainted this thing because I have a negative connotation attached to you. And I feel like that's kind of happened with the band. Like just regular everyday people are finding out about the band and, and maybe those same people are like an image of those who've been casted out and, and had had to find their way into extreme metal. So, or maybe that's the story that yeah. those people tell themselves at least. Right. Right. And that's what I told myself. So, I mean, I don't know if what I'm saying is, is any landing for anyone, but like I thought about that and I was like, that's just maybe that's kind of what's happening or or it's just like the joy of the underground extreme world is like being in the underground. Like you don't want to be in the mainstream. Right. You, know, you want to be like that small band. Like we were that band for a while. We were the unsung hero for a while. Like everyone was like, this this band is so underrated, so on and so forth. And it was cool to see that. But then like we got a little bit where like kind of evened out. We're like, okay, now everyone's proud of us. And then it went the other direction. We're like extreme the other direction where it's just like, I'm so tired of seeing this band. This band sucks. Will is not a good vocalist. They suck live. Blah, blah, like every single thing you can just decide. I'm just like, I'm sorry that we just write our songs. Right. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, there's no conspiracy. There's no whatever. I'm just sorry that we write our songs. And like, and it sucks seeing that shit, right? Yeah, it does, though. It, like, even no matter how much you tell yourself, I shouldn't listen to this. It sucks, especially if you're someone that like holds on to words, because I'm someone that like I'm I'm big on like expressing like myself via words. You know, some people are like everyone has like a different love language to express. And for me, it's words like I like I like to make these giant birthday posts about my friends that like they'll just be like, I cried. I'm like, that's what I want to do. I'll send a long text message to my friends being like all this sort of stuff and they'll cry. I'm like, I love doing that. So like words are super important. So when someone's just being like all these negative words about like us, it just like it, it hits a lot harder than than maybe other people. But like you don't want to see it because it's just like all I'm trying to do is just do what I want to do. And like I'm sorry that there's like such a negative hostility towards like what we do. But it's just like this is just what I want to do. Like I, I don't I don't know. It just it's not it's not any more deeper than that. Like it, I'm not trying to like do anything else other than just like put out our music, put out our art and like you know, help people in any sort of way. And like, if it, ha it doesn't happen to be you and like, you like some other extreme metal band, like by all means, like spend energy there. If like, you think deathcore is like lame and you're like, I love like old school, like death metal, like 
then why do you care about what the hell we do? Like, go listen to those bands. Like, like spend more of your energy, like, on the positive and, like, the things that you enjoy. And, like, because that's going to do more benefit there than just, like, wasting your time, like, here. Like, arguing about, like, us. Like, I don't I don't know. Well, it's unfortunate. I mean, like, the human brain is wired for negativity. Like, in, in psychology, there's a very well-documented thing called negativity bias. And if you look at Reddit, for example, which I, I read... Like, I don't read any of the music stuff at night in bed, but sometimes people send shit to me. If you read any of these threads, like if somebody started a thread called like, who are the best bands around, you know, the best up and coming bands now, it would get 25 comments. You make the same thread. Who are the most overrated bands in the scene oh, right now? Yeah. You get 10 times more. And uh, I think that's a shame. And I, I really think everybody should make a deliberate effort to sort of check themselves. If you notice yourself going down that road of like complaining about shit or being critical, maybe check that and don't be part of the problem. Yeah, I, I think exactly. I think be part of the solution, not be part of the problem. Like if you're seeing if you're seeing bands that you think are not getting enough credit, like go support them. Don't don't try to like it's not like it's a pizza pie where there's like eight slices and if one has a slice, there's only seven left. Like that's a scarcity mindset. Right. And I don't think music and the creative space is a scarcity place. It, it's it's meant to be abundant. Like there's so much music allowed to exist and i don't think it's meant to be like well if one person has this that's one less for everyone else and if one another person has that means that's there's there's a lot less to be available and it's like i don't really like to believe it in, in that sort of sense and maybe that's delusion or whatnot but i don't see why what other people do should affect you and, and i used to be that way because i used to feel that like negativity and, and I, I have no problem admitting that like early on in a career when you'd you would get missed glance over for a tour I would take it personal. I'd be like, well, why did this band get it? And then you start invalidating that band, like that band, right. this, that, and the other thing. And like, whatever it may be. And like, oh, they only got it because like they're managed by this band or they're doing it. They're, they're doing a favor, like whatever it may be. And it's just like living in that headspace, just an awful headspace. Like even if everything you said about them is true, it kind of doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. Then I started seeing that like, then we would get an opportunity that like someone would come to me about, like we would get like a tour and they're like, I don't know why you're on this tour. And I was like, thanks man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Cause our booking agent <laughs> called me and asked i said yes we got an offer we said yes and just like oh and so then I, when i thought about that i was like cool so like how that guy was being towards me i was doing to somebody else i was like so maybe just like allow things to kind of flow as it's supposed to so if you don't if you don't get a tour maybe instead of being negative towards that just be excited that like tours are happening and heavy music still exists so that right. your music has a place to go or whatever it may be. Or maybe there's something else you could do in the meantime. Or who knows? Find a hobby. Go to the gym. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> <Touch> <laughs> like, grass. Yeah, like literally like find something. But yeah, I, I used to be that like, negative person where like anything anyone else did made like I took it personally. And I feel like sometimes that kind of happens with this. You see this like defensive mindset where people just argue over like bands and like this sort of like fandom, like sports situation. Right. And it's just like in a game of sports, like it's really easy to like argue because you're like, we won, we're, we know, or whatever it may be. But like in the game of music, there's no like who's winning. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, plus you're not in the band. Right. Yeah. Like literally. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you like them, that's cool. And it's awesome that you support it. But like you're not in the band. You don't need to fight for them. No. Yeah. And I see people do that. And, and I'm just like, I appreciate that. Like, you know, we have like supportive like fans and whatnot. And it's cool and all. But like, I don't even think the conversation needs to like happen. Like, there's no reason to like argue over like, are we better than any other band in our genre? Like, no, I don't. First off, I don't see us like that. Second off, I don't think it's healthy. And third, it doesn't even like matter at all. Like at all. It doesn't matter. Like there's bands that like, I love all bands, I, I like all different bands. It doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't matter where you are in the tour package. If I like your music, I don't really care where you fucking right. play at the show. I don't care what tour you're on, what venue you played. Like, that's not, that's, that's no concern to me. Like. And I just don't find it, it useful in, in today's day and age where I see this comparative thing or like I see 
arguments of like what Lorna Shore vocalist is the best. It's just like, shut up. Our current, like I would never go to my current, if I had a current girlfriend, I wouldn't go to him being like, just so you know, my last <laughs> girlfriend, so much better than you. Yeah. In some ways, but you're better in these ways. Yeah. It's just like, no, it's just like, I would be, I would be like, I'm grateful that you do this thing that like I didn't have, but like, I would never be like, oh dude, she was so much better than you. And it's like, you would be alone. And like, when you put it in, like, why would I, like people come up to me being like, do you prefer Will or, 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 or CJ or Tom? And just like, <laughs> I love Will. Like why uh, he's like, he's the current vocalist. I love being around him. I'm, of right. course I'm going to say Will. Like, Will is in the band. Yeah. He's great. Like, I, I'm, yeah. Like what, why would I sit there and be like, nah, I, I, I prefer the person that's not here now. Yeah. Like it's, it's weird. The way I think about it, which is like, I mean, if you've watched my videos, I guess it should be like probably clear. If other people like something, I want to understand why, even if right. I don't like it, maybe especially if I don't like it. I've made videos about tons of bands that I don't like because that's not the point. I'll use Rammstein as an example. People always get mad at me because I say their name wrong. There's nothing about their music that I like, but clearly there's a lot of people that do like it and they've somehow become successful in America. And that's something I would really like to understand. And I don't have to like it to like respect it and appreciate it and go, hmm, maybe there's something there that I don't get. Yeah. And like, I remember I, like it was years ago when the whole like everyone was just like, just mentioned how like Nickelback sucked, right? Like right. I, that was that was like a big meme about Nickelback sucking. And I'm like, I don't really genuinely care for their songs. Like if I listen to my, like I hear them, I'm like, oh, they're good songs, but it doesn't really like, move me. But like, there's a reason why that band is big and it's not some conspiracy. Right. You know, like there's a reason why like everyone, like nowadays everyone like tries to invalidate Ghost. It's just like, oh, it's right. just a gimmick and whatever. I'm like, there's a reason why that band is big. And it's not because of the fact that he wears makeup. There's a right. lot of bands that wear makeup that would never be that big. You know, I don't, I don't really care for Tool but I understand the validity of why a lot of people love tool. It's not for me, but like, I mean, they outsold Taylor Swift, at least for a week or two. There's something, something there. It's not just because of the fact that they suck. Cause if there's a lot of bands that like suck, there would be a, like there's, I can name about 50 bands that would probably outsell Taylor Swift. Hey, was if based if all sucking. it took to succeed was sucking, then I would be the most successful person <laughs> in the world. <laughs> right. Like, and it's just like a strange thing. Cause like I was talking to, I think me and Moke were talking about it on tour and because he was just like yeah i just like i just hated on ghost for the sake of hating on ghost i'm like there's a reason why they're big and he's like yeah this song is sick and i was like yeah like it's good and like i know it's like you know it, it's taboo to say you don't like ghosts nowadays but like yeah there's a reason why the band is big or there's a reason why like uh nickelback is big and there's a reason why like all these bands that exist are big it's not because of the fact there's some sort of conspiracy right it's because of the fact that they're good you know like it's it's and, and and it's react and people are reacting through music goes to such a good example of that sort of thing of like the sentiment flipping because i remember when they came out in 2010 or whatever it was every blog and magazine and stuff was losing their shit about how great ghost is mm -hmm. and everyone wanted to say how great they were and then after they became successful, you know, four or five years later, it's the opposite. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The band didn't change, really. I mean, a little bit, I guess, but not really. No, it, it evolved, like, as bands are supposed to. Like, it, right. you know, it's, it's like, but then again, then you have, the, you have the constant dilemma of, do you write the same record? But then people go, they just write the same record, because that's where we're in. We just write the same record. Right. <laughs> and, or do you, or do you evolve where everyone just goes, oh, they sold out. So, like, what line do you tow? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you tow the line of, like, evolving, which is what I think that band has done? Or do you just stay stagnant and have everyone just write you off being like it's the same band, same album over and over and over again? That's why I thought Pain Remains, the songs, was so good is because you did exactly that. Like it definitely feels like evolution, but it still sounds like Lorna. And like that's such a difficult thing to nail. Yeah, I think like to 
touch upon the whole record as a whole is like everyone just like oh it just sounds like the ep it's just like yeah that was the point we did right. three songs we wanted to go into the record being like a year and a half ago it's not like that was 10 years ago like literally the the ep came out august 2021 we were in the studio november of 2021 like we literally didn't we we did one tour on it so like we're still like feeling great about this it's still the same band yeah we're still feeling great like it hasn't been that long and it's just like yeah we want to continue doing what we're doing like it hasn't been that long we want to pick up where we left off so like everyone's like it feels like it's the same thing it's like it's i kind of want to just continue doing what we're doing i'm not looking to, to alter the formula if you will right. uh, i'm literally just trying to just continue what we're doing and pick up where we left off and but i mean i'm glad that it seems like pain remains feels like a little bit of that evolution while still feeling like Lauren Shore. So that, that makes me feel good because like, that's good to know. But uh, yeah, it's it just uh, the, the, the metaphor I constantly always talk about. Any one of my students would hear me say this is just that like when I used to teach, I would always be like writing songs or writing an album is basically like having the same marble, like Greek marble, like statue. And all you did is you put the hammer and chisel down when the record was done. And the next time you write, you just pick it up and you're just like, just making it more refined and making it look more like what you want it to look like. It's not like every record you get a blank slab. I don't think that because then then every record's going to sound like a completely different band, which you don't want. You want every record to still feel like your band. So I just feel like you're just kind of just picking up where you left off, being like, all right, cool. You can kind of see the outline of this woman's face and she has no arms and looks like she might be wearing a toga. But the next record, you can really see it defined because you're, you're, you understand yourself a little bit more and you understand your sound or your your creative process or what you can do what you can't do and then i just feel like every record is you just chipping away and chiseling at this one statue and becoming more and more refined versus doing a whole brand new statue every single record and that's just kind of however we saw it was and, and i just see how that the evolution of the band is because like you look at ghost it still feels like ghost sure but it just feels like it's just becoming more and more evolved to just be a better version of themselves which like you kind of that's what you expect as human so why not as a band well on that note my understanding is that you once said uh, and i might be wrong about this that you would never have clean vocals in lorna shore but will is a pretty fucking good clean vocalist what is what is your stance on that in the current year so i think that like when it comes to clean vocals i've seen a lot of people fall flat on their face yes. in the worst way possible because it's a it's a cash grab right almost never works out but sometimes it does it does work out uh, i think when it's done authentically i think anything works out done authentically right i just think singing is the extreme version in our world so it just feels very like polarizing like holy crap you know versus like they want bought rock yeah like it, it's it, it's very um extreme and and for me i just think i'm not saying i'm opposed to it i think in the past it was just like we didn't have anyone that like really could sing so if we were just like oh let's just put singing because no one can sing it's just like well that's just that's a bad idea right now that i know will is obviously more capable of that but it also just needs to be where it's the right part and the rights because none of these songs would singing would make sense over it would right. be like it would be jarring it'd be like I, I don't this is not this doesn't work you know um so for me it, it's uh now being having a vocalist that's capable of doing it it, it might be an idea that I, I i might do but i'm not 100 sure like and maybe it's something that we have to like try out ourselves and go do we want to do this or not you know like i think it's kind of hard to tell when you don't have like the song in front of you right but i mean i'm not going to rule it out and say I'm, I'm opposed to it but i'm more open to it now knowing that we have someone capable of it but i also I also don't know if I am someone to write a song that would be fitting of that because I don't want to just like jam it in there or go to some producer who's going to write a song for you specifically so that you can have clean vocals in it. No. Yeah. And that because then because I'll tell you right now, people think like the metal fan base or any sort of fan base is is, is dumb or stupid. They pick up. They're smart. Yeah. They, they, they sniff that shit out. 
from a mile away, they know right away, like you're, you're onto something and I can, I can, I can see it. And I've seen this happen time and time again, like they've caught you and it's good. They, they hold you honest. Yep. It almost never works out. Like bring me the horizon pulled it off, but that's because it was authentic. And it was also an evolution too. It was, it was over a period of time. It wasn't like count your blessings to that's a spirit. Like we were, I was talking about that on, on tour not too long ago or same with like architects or whatever, any of that's any of those bands. It's like, it was constantly going, uh, uh gradually doing that. Or like, even like Whitechapel, like they, they started gradually into implementing it and, and it felt or, organic. It felt authentic. It was like the right song. It wasn't like Phil was doing singing vocals over a song like this is exile. Like it doesn't, that would, that would not <laughs> right. make, that would not make any sense, but it was like on a song where it was like more of acoustic or of a clean song, I think on off the Valley. And like, that makes more sense. It's more fitting, you know, like, I think if we have the song that's more fitting on, I would be open to, to trying and seeing how it goes. But, uh, you know, I think now I'm a little more open to it because again, as I keep saying, we have someone that is capable of doing it. But it does go badly more often than it goes well, way more often. It does because it feels just like it's done with like the intention of like, this will get the band bigger. And I'll tell you right now, never, even when we thought about doing that like years ago, like, oh, because you're desperate to try, like, try to get the band bigger. You're like, what, what do we need to do? Like, I've tried things and like it, it didn't work. And what worked was just like being yourself and just like sticking to your guns and like believing what you're doing was the thing that like kind of got us more opportunities. To the Hellfire is one of your filthiest songs. And that's the one that really made the band take off. Yeah, no, like, and it was just crazy to me because like I think about this all the time. I think about this all the time and I'll never forget it. We were in the studio working with a producer and he was just like giving us a bunch of rules. Like you need to have this long of a song. You don't need these parts. You need to like dumb down your songs and the other thing. And I'm like, why? He's like, I want to get you more fans. And I was just like, in my head, I'm like, there's no guarantee in that. Right. And then ironically enough, we, we didn't write a three and a half minute long song. We wrote a six minute long song. There's three breakdowns. There's no clean vocals. There's a bunch of nonsense. Like there's just, it just nonstop the entire time. It is. The mix is just ridiculously filthy and noisy in a good way. Yeah. And then we got two arena tour offers. So you explain right. that to me, Mr. Mr. Wizard genius producer, man. And it was not Josh. So just so you know, <laughs> I, I don't, don't want to be like, oh, Josh, what is wrong with you? Like, no, he, he was the guy we ended up working with after that. Um, that kind of led us to Josh. It was just crazy, like seeing the opposite effect that like what Josh was saying when I explained that he was just like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, just do whatever the hell you want to do. And I'm like, oh, you're my best friend. Like, you just you're just like, just go ahead, lean into your insanity. And that's literally what what that's what that song, what that band is. He's just very much just like you guys, like he knows us who we are as people. You guys, you guys are a little bit crazy. You guys are just high energy from New Jersey. Adam, you're a little bit neurotic. Like just lean into that significantly versus like having us be a different band makes no sense. And, right. and I just feel there's no guarantee that like doing adding clean vocals or not adding clean vocals or dumbing yourself down or putting three breakdowns or making weird animal noises. Like there's no variable that's gonna make your band big. It's just like it's the whole thing in, in, in its entire entirety. So it has nothing to do with clean thing. You could put out an album that sounds like Nickelback and you're not going to be Nickelback. No, we won't be Nickelback because like we're not Nickelback. We're Lorna Shore and like I'm not trying to be Nickelback. And, and, and I don't think that I can draw influence from it. I can go, oh, how do I how, what are they doing that I can like adopt i mean and i was doing that on this tour like uh this last tour like i never been a, done a tour with a band like that puts on a show like parkway drive like it's not just here's lights on a stage right. it's like there's a catwalk that gets on fire there's concussions <laughs> there's there's all these stuff that's it's like, like iron maiden up. type shit it was insane there was an intermission where violin players came and i was just like oh this is like a show this is not like bands in a venue this is right. like a full-on show and i was just trying to be like and I was like watching their crowd interaction versus ours. And I was like, what can I take from this situation that I can like not go, let me just follow that formula. But I was like, what can I learn? Because if I learn nothing from the situation, then like other than we played big shows, it's more so than I don't think I gained anything. I want to be like, what can I learn from B 
being here that I can apply to the band to like do it in our own sort of sense. And, and uh, yeah, it was just cool to like watch that and cool to see that. Cause it's just like, that's a band that evolved. That a band went, was like a traditional, like old school, like metalcore band. That's just like now, like just like a modern day, massive metal band, like in Europe, like it's insane how, bi- how big right. that band is. And like, it's, and it's rightfully so. Cause when you're in that room and every single person in that room knows every word to the entire song, like that's something to be said. And it's not by accident. And, um, and it's not like they're, they're doing anything inauthentically or inorganically. Like it was very much, it still felt like Parkway drive. It just was an evolution. And, and, uh, and I think that's just kind of where I'm at when, and whether it be with clean vocals, whether it be, oh, doing songs with no breakdowns or don't do anything that's as harsh or, or, or do more like sad, emotive songs. Like, I don't know the answer to it, but I'm just going to do what we think is best. And, and if it makes sense to have Will sing, I'm, I'm going to support it hundred percent. But if it's just like, we're throwing it in there because we're like, this is going to get us on a, on a, on a bigger tour. Like we'll never do that. Right on. Well, I will let you get on with your day. Thank you very much for making time for this. Good luck with the album. I'm certain that people are going to love it. And uh, I will catch you guys uh, when you come through Seattle. Oh, you're coming out? Yes, sir. Oh, hell yeah. It was, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'll see you in, in Seattle. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that, and you can just sit at home think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.